Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful and amazing wife, Patty. Ooh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Just don't smile. Oh, because I have Mumbay. Yeah. <laughs> We're a bit compromised, her by choice, so I have a mild cold. You'll have to bear with me. And Patty has this stuff called Mumbay in her mouth. It doesn't prevent me from speaking. I'm fine but with it. But it's not... It's not wonderful to look at when you smile. No, just well, kidding. you don't have to look. You're beautiful at me. anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you Even saw with my you, green teeth, some people are thinking, "Wow, he's a mean guy." But no, if they saw they my would, teeth they would get chuckle. all green, and it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, just temporarily. But yeah. hey, guys, <laughs> we're here, and we do have something to talk about. Yay! <laughs> and we're going to share with you how we personally use psychedelics and plant medicine for spiritual growth, increased productivity. And overall, just more happiness and well-being in our life. We're going to preface with the, the, the statement that we totally understand that this stuff is not for everybody. It's, it will not resonate with everybody. And, and anyone can achieve all the different benefits that we're going to talk about in a minute through other means. In fact, I know I have some really close friends, high-level sort of like spiritual people, that have no interest in psychedelics at all. And they're extremely valuable assets to humanity. They're really delivering a lot of value and and help. They're really putting their energy out there in a beautiful way and helping a lot of people. But there's a lot of people like me and Patty and Aaron and Leor and many of our other YouTube friends that we totally do have like a legitimate spiritual connection, like like almost like a relationship with these plant teachers Mm -hmm. that the world has to offer. And they have helped us accelerate our lives in a, in a variety of different ways. And for that reason, um, because we've experienced many benefits, we want to share them with you, share what's worked for us and share what's, uh, what, how, we, how we use them. Like, what do we do? Which ones do we take? Which ones we prefer? How much do we take? When do we take them? Et cetera. We're going to go into all the different ways we use them and how we use them. Okay. So I'm going to start off with, uh, there's a few different categories I'm going to share with you. Number one is called, I wrote down deep work. The second one, which we'll get into in a moment, I'm kind of giving you a heads up here. We'll talk about how we kind of keep our engines running smoothly, which I'll explain. Kind of, you know, help, they, they help us sort of uh, minimize the accumulation of clutter in our lives, in our mind, in our consciousness, etc. And then beyond that, I'll talk about microdosing. That might be a new term for some of you. But I digress. I normally don't get ahead this much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to number one. We use psychedelics and plant medicines um, quite with, with a lot of success for the purpose of doing deep work. In fact, what comes to mind is this, uh, there's this, this former, uh, what is it, the, uh, Mr. Olympia? Yeah, he, this, mm-hmm. this guy yeah. named Dorian Yates. He was like, he was like the, one of the longest reigning Mr. Olympia bodybuild, heavyweight bodybuilders in the world. Um, he won like seven times in a row. Anyway, he, he has a quote saying that... Uh, Doing ayahuasca, for example, is like 10 years of therapy in one night. And in my experience, that's a very valid and accurate way to put it. It's, uh, in these, the, we use these medicines like ayahuasca and San Pedro and stuff like that because they expand our consciousness so much and allow us to temporarily, I would say, reduce the, the, the habitual mind filters that sort of block us from perceiving way more of the present moment. And so we we go into these experiences, expand our mind, take the filters off, and then we can see ourselves and our life in a completely and brighter, 
uh, completely different and much, much brighter light. And then from there, there's all these different healings and conclusions we can draw and epiphanies and just really clear understandings of how we tick, why we tick, where we developed certain habits, why we exhibit certain behaviors and patterns and cycles. And it all becomes like, like extraordinarily clear. And you can just, from that state of consciousness, one can get a lot of work done mm-hmm. in a very short span of time and, and truly have like a life changing experience in in one evening right so would you agree oh yeah definitely yeah anything you want to add to that before we get into the different ones we use and how we use them um no i think you i think i, I said think it well said, didn't i yeah no, you did no, perfectly yeah okay so number one of the ones we use uh more often than most people is ayahuasca mm-hmm. you want to tell us a little bit about that for those who don't really aren't familiar with that and what that so, is and why people use it so do you want me to tell them like what like the, the medicines made from and that kind of thing or briefly that and then also the purpose and just how it differentiates itself but, but you know from other medicines okay so ayahuasca is a tea if you will that is made from the ayahuasca vine and most often it's used with the made with the chacruna leaves um, you have to have both of those components in order to have the ayahuasca experience. If you have just the chacruna or just the ayahuasca, you won't have the same experience. So you have to have them both mixed, made together, um, which is really cool because uh, indigenous shamans will tell you that there, people will ask them, like, how did you find out that you had to have both the ayahuasca and the chacruna? And they'll say, well, the plants told us. And so um, I just like to add that little bit of magic in there. Sure. Um, so um, there can be other plants and things that are added to the ayahuasca as well, but usually it should just be the ayahuasca and the chacruna. Real quick, why don't you go into like a bit of the set and setting, like the setting and how that's a bit different, if you would. Um, like, like a ceremony? Yeah, like that's definitely different the way people use ayahuasca, even here in the States, compared to like taking like magic mushrooms with right. their friends. Okay, so um, a typical ceremony looks like... Um, at least in my experience, it's run by one or depending on who it's with, I guess, who, who you have ceremony with, um, to a few different assistants or shamans that will serve the medicine. Um, it's usually started off with a little bit of silence. Um, I've sat in ceremony where, with someone who plays, uh, birds chirping, in the beginning, so you're not sitting in silence. But then once they feel that the medicine, the spirit of the ayahuasca has come in, then they start to sing the ikaros or play music. Um, and an ikaro is a song that is given to the medicine man or woman by the plants um, through various diets and things like that. Okay, so yeah, so essentially it's a gathering of people that usually meet in the evening and there's oh, two yeah. or three shamans that guide the experience through their music and their and their different songs and influence and they have other things they do which I won't go into, but they the shamans have a way of sort of tapping into the collective energy and having a, a reading of what everyone is experiencing. Right. And, and everyone in ceremony including the shamans drink the medicine. Right. So And for my for my yeah. observation um 
Sorry, I lost the train of thought. Go ahead. Well, and it's necessary for the shamans to drink the medicine with you because that gives them a more accurate uh, view, if you will, of what you might be experiencing. So if you need assistance or if you have stuck energy, they can see that and they can come over and they can help you if you need it. Yeah, but I said what I wanted. I know what I wanted to say okay. now. It looked for my observation. It seems like the the shamans have like the the way they sing their songs, the akaros. Mm-hmm. They're sometimes irritating mm-hmm. and unpleasant, and sometimes even in my experience, kind of scary sounding, kind of mm-hmm. like dark and sinister. But it seems like they're trying to bring up to the surface darkness. You know what what uh, what uh, this one shaman calls it the like bitters. The, mm-hmm. the bitterness that we we accumulate in a, through a human life of mm-hmm. you know fear energy uh you know worry can, all the lower density sort of trapped emotions and stuff they try to draw that to the surface with their sort of creepy sound <laughs> for this release mm-hmm. a lot of people call an ayahuasca experience a purge mm-hmm. so that's well, it's also called la purga yeah so the purge. Yeah. So <laughs> essentially we use it. It's a, it's a great way to go in and have that experience where you have trained people help you release your darkness. Darkness you don't even know is there. Mm-hmm. Darkness you don't even know is affecting your life in a very like influential and prof- a big way. Yeah. Sometimes you, you release stuff that has been affecting you negatively for your entire life that you had no idea was there. And, and one evening can help you release like big amounts of that kind of stuff within yourself. So when you when you're done, a lot of the times you feel extremely light and liberated. And even though the experience for for a lot of us it is different, but for me a lot of times it's not very fun. It's like a little bit of work and sometimes enduring a releasing of darker energies, but the the payoff is like, "Oh my goodness, thank good riddance. That's yeah. so wonderful." And that's out of all the different things I've used, ayahuasca is the best one for for releasing the the density the bitterness in mm-hmm. my experience and we use it periodically for that exact reason yeah um one thing that came to mind that i just want to share is uh i've had where um a very seemingly insignificant memory will come up in a ceremony and i'll remember it and realize how significant it actually was and how it really actually shaped um a lot of how i do things and in, in my life so um, it, it sheds light on things that may have seem insignificant in our day-to-day life, but really are not. You know, it, sure. it brings those things out and it shows you like, hey, this is a lot more significant than you really thought it was. Yes. Yeah. Fundamentally, it brings what is unconscious within you and makes it conscious. Yep. And, and it, it doesn't have to all be horrible and dark. I'll give an example kind of playing off what you said. There was this one time during a ceremony recently where like the way like the visuals and like my, the tone of the experience was, it, it gave me the impression like, like, like I was in water. I felt like, like, I felt like I was like being waved or like in a wave, like on a boat or something. And I thought to myself, like, what, why do I feel like I'm in water right now? I know I'm just laying here. I wasn't that out of it. And then this memory popped back in my mind when I was real young. I don't remember the exact age, but I was on this, my dad's little boat, he had this little aluminum boat. We'd, we'd, once in a while go fishing on and there was my two uncles and my father and my and me we were on this little boat and we were on lake st Clair, kind of a bigger lake 
in Michigan, and it was extremely wavy. I was, I've never been on a boat that small in a lake that wavy. And it was like the waves were kind of rocking us, and it was almost like we were about to tip every time, you know, up and down, up and down. Yeah. And I noticed how calm they seemed. They, they were not at all, like, flustered by it at all. But I was, like, freaking out and panicking, sort of, like, inside. And it showed me, like, that like that little circumstance showed me that, that like, your, your parents, your adults in your life, aren't in control of everything and there are things bigger than them that that are to be concerned about that was my conclusion as a little mm-hmm. kid but that that was like one of the first experiences of like big fear uh, and realizing that my parents aren't capable of saving me from all the elements in the world mm. so anyway i hardly I, I, I haven't thought about that since i don't know it's five six years old but the ayahuasca brought that to my attention and it was extremely illuminating and helpful mm-hmm. but yeah. anyway we'll, we'll move on we have a lot to cover and been going on in ayahuasca yeah. a lot. You want to share a little story? Um, no, I just um, ayahuasca is a uh, feminine energy as well, and different uh, medicines have their own different uh, masculine or feminine energy, and um, that's why they call her the mother because sometimes she can smack you on the ass. Or sometimes she can just cradle you like a baby. And you just really, um, she gives you exactly what you need in that moment. And sometimes it's a little bit of tough love. So if you look at it like, if you're you're planning on having an ayahuasca experience, um, looking at it as it's always what you need not always what you want and just allowing things to come in as they come in and just observing it, it makes for a much more, uh, a much easier, less challenging, uh, journey. I agree. Cause I find a lot of people when I ask about their experience, they say, Oh, it was not very good. It was, it was a bad one. Yeah. And it's like, well, was it helpful? Did it teach you something about yourself? Uh-huh. I think a lot of people have this dualistic way of looking at it, but it's, it's, it's always, either good or bad. It's always advancing it's always perfect but rarely what you think you'll get and rarely what you think you need is sort of different in my last my very last experience with ayahuasca i had uh an intention and my whole journey was not at all what i expected it to be so i i try never to have any expectations anymore or you know i've always kind of tried not to have expectations but the more medicine i drink the more (laughs) i realize it's it's, the, it's her her show basically you know it's like, yeah with that know. said i find all the experiences even if they don't initially seem to correlate with your intention they do you'll mm-hmm. see down oh, the yeah. line that oh wow that was why that happened that yeah. is why you know well and it makes and, sense it just like uh at rhythmia this guy the owner jerry always says ayahuasca will heal you in the order of priority mm-hmm. yes. so if you want to understand why you keep attracting bad partners in your life then you might have to go through several different types of experiences that seem initially unrelated, um, but are necessary for you to really truly understand when that time comes when you do have that big epiphany. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So it's a it's great to help you trust the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say something, but now I forgot. It's fine. We should move on. Honestly. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. If so, I remember, I'll bring it back. But okay, if it's important. So another type of medicine we, we really like to use and work with, it's called San Pedro. In many ways, it's the opposite of ayahuasca. It's something you do in the daytime. Yeah. It's in a much more social setting, and it's more of like, uh, it's far less intense, and like, it's, it's more... It can be pleasant. intense. It can be, but I would say generally, it's more... It's like you're doing almost the same thing. You're releasing stuff, but in a more pleasant way. 
in, in a different way. In a different way, yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess it depends on your definition of pleasant. Yeah, it depends on your definition of pleasant, but generally speaking, uh, San Pedro is much lighter. Um, and um, it works really beautifully in conjunction with um, uh, post-ayahuasca. So if you need integration, it really helps with that. In fact, my teachers always have a cycle with two ayahuasca ceremonies and one San Pedro ceremony following because um, it's so beneficial for integration. In fact, when my one of my teachers was saying... Um, the last time that even when she drinks medicine alone, ayahuasca, she always follows it the next day with a San Pedro ceremony because it's so powerful to help with um, bringing clarity to the sometimes incohesive ayahuasca. Because sometimes ayahuasca brings things up to the surface and you, you don't really know what to do with that information. And then San Pedro brings it to light mm -hmm. and San Pedro is um it's a cactus medicine it's a ca it's a cousin of the peyote plant and so peyote is a short fat cactus that um it grows really close to the ground so it, it's very of the earthly realm and San Pedro grows very tall almost like to pierce the sun to pierce the heavens and it really connects you with your heart it opens you up to the higher um angelic sort of realms and your higher self in that sort of way yeah. Um, it's also very good for sh uh, knocking loose emotion so that they yes, can be expressed. Because it opens your heart. So and, so your your heart is just blasted open. And you also, you feel like very comfortable. And loving. Expressing mm -hmm. yourself and like crying and stuff in yep, front of other people. Exactly, yeah. In fact, a lot of the times the ceremonies we do will involve a, a group of people doing a various like, I don't know, a technique or a ritual or something. Yeah, just a group activity, yeah, basically. And, uh, or, um, they call it a prayer circle. An example of one of those rituals is where, what is it called? I see you as you come to me as you show up to me as, yeah, there's a big circle of people and someone sits in the middle and then everyone in the circle expresses how they perceive you. And it's extremely emotional, usually for both participants, people who are expressing their true feelings, perhaps in a perhaps in a more uninhibited way than ever before, to the person in the middle, and also for the person in the middle to hear all these things about themselves. And basically, everyone in the circle is like crying the whole time, but no one is really feeling embarrassed about that. And and it's just at the end of it, what you you feel extremely unburdened with those emotions. You feel very spiritually light and the San Pedro is really good for opening people up who are even those who tend to be very closed off like guys like the masculine sort of people who don't like to show emotion even those those ones will usually oftentimes find themselves sort of sobbing at one point or another but and it's a it's a very cathartic experience yeah yeah mm -hmm. I find that exercise to be incredibly powerful yeah yeah and then lastly like you said it's, it's really great isn't it for uh Helping you just make a lot of set, like getting, it's like it expands your consciousness, but not in an extremely like altered way where you feel sort of present. You could like, at least the dose we usually take, you can kind of go around through life if you need to. And you're able to just kind of observe yourself and your life and your relations with others from a very high vibration, a very high state of consciousness. So it's easy to have, just be flooded with insights and conclusions and epiphanies about your life and your life purpose and, and why you tick. But in more of an exciting, like, ah, just very insightful and like 
very insight, abundant with insights, I would say, about yourself and the nature of reality and life. Um, so that's always a very pleasant and exciting to me. Yeah. Um, one of my teachers always says that this is how she thinks, she feels like it's her natural state when she's on San Pedro. And I concur. I completely 100% agree with that because you're just, your heart is just so wide open. You're so present and, um, just very in the moment. And like, it gives you sort of a childlike sense of wonder where you like are really in touch with, with, the plants and the people and your surroundings. And, um, it's just really beautiful experience to be, to have. Yeah. You really do feel cosmically connected to all Mm -hmm. that is, whether it be like the nature or other people, you really have that experience where you know yourself as part of the whole and it's extremely beautiful and comforting. And that's why we, we use that after ayahuasca, because sometimes, uh, you know, the, the, the medicine works in very mysterious ways. And a lot of times yeah. you can come out feeling kind of confused. What the hell is that all about? Right. Um, and you can feel a bit disoriented or, or like un, unbalanced a little bit. Um, but doing the San Pedro the following day is a great way to, um, again, balance out. But we also use it on its own from time to time. Sometimes even sort of uh, recreationally. We'll take it with friends and go hiking and just have a really cool time, a fun time together. Mm-hmm. And well, it's very I, special. I wouldn't say it's recreational. It's more of like a way to just really connect with your surroundings and who you're with. So it's less of an intense journey really but it's yeah. still no recreation it serves its purpose recreationally it's makes not the it right word it makes it sound like, like we're partying yeah. sort of like mm-hmm. not not with intention right it's it's just a lighter intention yes. just to have fun and connect with our buddies mm-hmm. yeah um and then we're going to move on to something a little bit different called sananga mm-hmm. do you want to tell them real quick about that okay so sananga is not a psychoactive medicine it is Um, They call it the tears of the sun because it goes in your eyes. And when it does, it is a very powerful sensation, if you will. It feels like my one teacher calls it hot battery acid in your eyeballs. Yeah, it's (laughs) funny. I mean, that's a little bit of it. Well, it depends on how strong the sananga is, but it's definitely... It, it has a burning sensation, like you put chili paste in your eyes. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> One of the teachers that we work with, the first time I ever did it, she was talking about it briefly. And she said to me, it's a, a really good way to connect with your breath and learn to surrender. Yep. So I thought, oh, God, that, that right there sent out certain implications mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that have come to pass. So, yeah, it's a very, would you agree, a very physically painful sensation in your eyes to say the very to put it lightly yes i mean it's ridiculously painful (laughs) well depending on how like as i mentioned depending on how strong the sananga is but i've had very strong sananga and yes it's it's like the first time uh victor got served sananga he said oh fuck yeah i couldn't (laughs) even help it it. was loudly yeah um but it's it's a super super powerful medicine. It really helps move around stuck energy. A lot of people we um, we serve it with uh, San Pedro, and um, I've been in ceremony with ayahuasca where they serve it during ceremony, um, and I've I've had it served to me during ceremony, and that was interesting because you're very sensitive, so it did feel a lot more intense, um, on, on ayahuasca. But, um, the first time that I did Sananga, 
It, okay, so let me back up real quick. Sananga is uh, traditionally used by the indigenous people to help them with hunting because it makes your eyesight really sharp and really keen. So when they're out hunting, they'll use Sananga and then they'll see that like a little tiny bunny just barely making a little move and they can get it. So it was traditionally used for hunting purposes in um, indigenous cultures, but it actually does really help your eyesight with like nearsightedness, farsightedness, um, and that kind of thing. So that was my intention for using Sananga for the first time because I wear glasses and contacts. and um, But what I got from Sananga was so much more. And uh, the, bef- the day that I did Sananga was before I drank peyote. Um, and my intention for peyote was to release a lot of rage that I had felt coming up for me um, in that time that I had absorbed from my mom. I knew like it wasn't mine. And I wanted to sort of release that and touch on that during peyote. However, when I did Sananga, I started sobbing, not because of the pain, but because I was purging. I had a huge lift off weight, lift off my chest energetically. I just felt it like remove and I felt lighter. And I knew that the Sananga was releasing me of that rage that I had been holding on to, um, so it's a lot more than just something hot battery acid that's good for your eyesight. Yeah, I agree. In fact, there was a recent time during a San Pedro uh, experience where some really heavy, reoccurring, uh, emotional sort of feeling that comes up in my life sometimes. It came up very strong during the San Pedro. And I tried. I, I was unable to shake it. And it was really just causing me to have kind of a crummy time Mm -hmm. at the least. But also it was sort of frustrating. Like, man, here's this thing. I don't know what to do with it. I can't release it. I don't know if I should cry about it. And then they all suggested I do the Sananga. And I thought, oh God. I suggested it first. And And then I was like, Sarah, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh man. So then there was two options. I said, well, which one should I do? The milder one? Will that get the job done? Or the the really really strong strong stuff? They made it a point to saying it was really strong. They said, oh no, do the strong stuff. So I did. And it was like, at that point, in that context, it was so painful that I didn't really feel pain, honestly. Right. I, saw, I know it sounds weird, but I just went into this release where I was able to like release that emotion and I felt extremely like freed up of it yeah. after. So it wasn't just the pain, yeah. even though there's value in that. In fact, in the beginning, I would only use it just to toughen myself up mentally. I'd feel like a badass having done it, even though I didn't recognize any real spiritual cleansing effects, though I now do, which is why I pointed that out. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, there was a time when I was using Sananga regularly. In fact, I feel like I should be, I should get back into that again. I, I was thinking about that this morning. It's funny. Um, anyway, okay, so what's next? Okay, yeah, so we, lastly, for the deep work, we like to use combo. Combo is like a... a f- it's a frog medicine. A frog medicine. Some would call it a poison. It's in a sense toxic to the human body, is it? Um, technically? Technically, yes, but when you are served it in the context of the combo ceremony, it's not. If you were okay. to like ingest it or smoke it or something, it could, it's highly toxic. Okay. So combo is the one where they burn those little superficial holes in your Yep. Like skin. a rug burn. Like yep. a rug burn, mm-hmm. like five to up to like what, 15 Well, or some so. people only need a, like two or three, but yeah, yeah it just depends on um, the person. I've had as many as nine at one time. I think you, same for you, but um, 
but sometimes people only need three points. Yeah, either way, yeah. it's all about they, they sort of scrape off this medicine and place it on those little minor wounds so it can get into your lymphatic system, correct? Yes. Yes. And then what happens after that, like right away, pretty much, you, you feel like a rush of energy, like your blood pressure goes up quite a bit. And then you start feeling very sick because your blood pressure will go down. And and the sickness is like a really intensely bad flu sort of feeling, I would say, right? I've never had the flu. Oh, it must be nice. <laughs> but you feel but you, you feel nauseous. You feel very like tired and just you just feel really crummy. It, it doesn't last that long. It's between it's about twenty to forty minutes, yeah. depending. But um, the reason that it feels so crummy when you're doing it is because it's an intense purification of your body. So it's really just detoxing. So it's like, it makes you feel uncomfortable. If you've ever done like a detox or like a fast or something like that, you generally don't feel good when you're doing it. This is just a sped up version of it. So it's like all that, right? Like at one yeah. time. It's like an accelerated detox. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And most people purge. You throw up kind of a lot. Well, there's, you always purge, but there's different, uh, there's different ways of purging. I know. Most but people throw most up. Most people throw up. I have, I, I don't every time, but um, most people do. Yeah. The, it's funny. The first time I did combo, I was taken back by the size of the buckets they administer. Oh, yeah. For ayahuasca, they usually give you like smaller little paint sized buckets, you know, about eight to 10 inches tall maybe six, seven inches in diameter. Yeah, they're, they're like a few quarts, I think, or like a, you know, like a one quart bucket yeah, or something like that. but they have these economy size, like, like Home five Depot, gallon five gallon paint buckets yeah. <laughs> for combo. I was like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Um, but we needed it. Yeah, well, and the, one of the reasons is because um, you have to, you, you go into combo in a fasted state. Um, and so right before you, get the medicine put on the points, <clears throat> you drink two liters of water or one and a half to two liters of water. So that's why you need the bucket, you know, because, uh, you There's have two liters of water generally in your, in your stomach. So, um, that's part of the reason why they're so big. Yeah. But it's, I would say generally we use it for a physical detox mm -hmm. for yeah. the most part. We use it when we want to clean out our system basically. Yeah. And it is a very quick way to do that. And, and afterwards, once you kind of come back to life a little bit and you get some food in your belly, you feel really good. You feel like a lot of times you feel very energized mm -hmm. and you just feel cleaned out. I've done detoxes. I've done fasting. I've done many different forms of detox and you have those side effects afterwards where you feel like you've been cleansed considerably and you also feel very spiritually open. It's great to use before ayahuasca because you're, you're kind mm -hmm. of cracked open and, and the medicine experience can be a lot smoother yeah. and with less inner resistance. Yeah. We always, um, uh, have our combo practitioner offer ceremonies for before, um, ayahuasca because it is such an intense purification of your physical body that it does generally make the ayahuasca experience a lot cleaner, a lot more, uh, a lot lighter with less purging generally. Yeah, that's how. Last time I did it, I did combo the day of, the morning of, mm -hmm. and it was a really. The shamans always say, you know, it's it's recommended because mm -hmm. it does help, and it really did. I was like, wow, this really did uh, just make it a smoother experience, basically, mm -hmm. cleaner, clearer, more productive. Yeah. Okay, so that's long set. Long story short, well, that's should I like? Okay, so I just want to um, touch really quick on uh, 
the way that they get the medicine from the frogs. So the frogs are not harmed at all in this process. Um, in fact, it's considered uh, a bad omen if you harm these frogs at all. And like that, they, the people that get the medicine from the frogs, uh, um, believe that if you hurt them, then, um, bad things will happen to you. So it's, it's, um, they're treated very sacredly and like the, the combo frog has no, um, known predators. So it's actually like, if you go to the jungle, they'll like jump on you and stuff because they have, they're not afraid. They have no fear because they have no known predators. So I just wanted to say that for people that might be concerned that the frogs are harmed because they're definitely not. That's cool. You did that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically we've just spoken about like some of the natural plant teachers. That's the way I view all those is, is like earth teachers, not mm-hmm. plant teachers, but earth well, teachers. Well, because combo's not, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And all of them have, at least to my experience and many others, a discernible quality of a spirit presence inherent within them. Mm-hmm. Like the ayahuasca, it's like you're working with a wise teacher. Yeah. It's not just a benign, you know, neutral sort of a, a drug-like effect. That, that it's opens like your consciousness. You're yeah. working with this wise teacher. That's very pronounced. Same with the San Pedro, same with the Sananga and Combo. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't until I um, actually drank ayahuasca that I saw it as medicine and I understood the, the um, teaching nature of the medicine um, before I drank ayahuasca, I found it very awkward to call ayahuasca medicine because in my mind I had, had, um, been sort of, it's been sort of ingrained in me that anything that elevates your consciousness is considered a drug. But once I drank ayahuasca for the first time, now when I hear it called a, when people like will say, Oh, this drug, I'm like, no, it's medicine. It like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But. Yeah. A little... Mm-hmm. Okay, a little tangent. Some tangent over. You're yeah. welcome. So we'll move on. So there, that's one of the ways we use this stuff is for deep work. Um, another way is what I wrote down is keeping your engine running smooth and not getting backed up with the baggage of life. Mm-hmm. I know life can be busy and one can accumulate pretty quickly a stress, just unres- things that they're not really addressing that come up in their life, you know, conflicts with others, perhaps, you know, frustrations experienced throughout the week, etc. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like my mind can become very much cluttered with garbage, with, with just unimportant, repetitive thoughts that are not serving me, where I feel very like backed up kind of. Yeah. And so once in a while, we'll take a mild dose of uh, psilocybin mushrooms, magic mushrooms, and go for a hike. And what I find that helps me with is, for one, it's very awesome. It really helps you connect with nature. But it just gives me a few hours uh, on a Saturday or something to think through all those different things that Mm -hmm. have accumulated. And by the end of the experience, I feel my thoughts are very calm. I'm able to kind of draw conclusions and sort of sort out my life mentally and really come to peace with where I'm at and where I stand on my journey with the universe. And it really helps me come back to a place of, like balance for it so I can go forward, you know, clean and renewed and just feeling good without necessarily doing incredibly deep work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it does actually help change your thought process. Like, um, uh, psilocybin and is actually, um, been scientifically proven to help with depression. Same with ayahuasca. And, um, 
it really does sort of like reprogram your brain to think in a different way. So it's, um, for me, I really like using, uh, psilocybin and going hiking, you know, with small amounts as a way to sort of, um, re reprogram my thinking. Yeah. Because I tend to get, um, caught up in day to day life and, um, it's very easy for me to, uh, forget who I really truly am. And, um, using psilocybin in that way is really beneficial for me personally to realize like I'm much more than just what I do every day. Yeah. It helps put things in perspective nicely, mm -hmm. but it also does, as you said, help rewire your brain. And I think one of the ways it was explained to me, not so much scientifically, you can do your research. In fact, I'm reading this book called how to change your brain by Michael Pollan, how to change your mind, how to change your mind. Yeah, It's a really, really, really goes into all book, that stuff. And it right? does go into all that stuff the and research. the research behind it and all that stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's a, I highly recommend that book. But the way I've experienced this rewiring in my own subjective way is these medicines, and they really expand your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And you're able to view, again, your life and yourself and your problems, in a sense, in a different light. And just like Albert Einstein says, you can't solve a problem from the same state of consciousness that created it. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we try to solve our problems from this sort of lower state of awareness that mm -hmm. most of us are living in. Um, and these medicines help you ex raise your consciousness temporarily so you can see them from a new perspective. And yeah. then you get to have different conclusions and reactions and just sort out differently in your mind. But those conclusions are permanent. You, you, you kind of remember that in a sense. And mm -hmm. you have this new way of relating with that one thing that maybe was troubling you. Yeah. I found that um, using these medicines has really just helped me be, a, it really helped me be a better mom honestly to the kids and a better wife and just an overall better person. Not that I was a horrible person before. Um, but it allowed me to sort of separate myself from my experience of daily life and look at it almost just, I guess from an elevated point of view would be a, a, an accurate way to describe it. Almost like you, I was like, an outsider observing my life and how I react to certain situations. And, and it helped me to come to different conclusions as to how I should react to things. And, um, I can, I, I'll even, um, go in and say like, what does, what does Lucas need from me? What kind of mom does he need me to be? What does Maya need for me? What does Bash need to me? How does Bash need me to be? And, um, I've had answers, you know, I've gotten answers for all, for all that. Oh yeah. And, um, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. And other, another sort of a milder benefit we get is like, is just taking small amounts of mushrooms with friends and going hiking. And it's, uh, it really helps us, I think, appreciate each other, appreciate nature and appreciate yeah. the moment. And it just makes it a very enjoyable, connective, sort of even sometimes spiritually productive experience. Mm -hmm. And I know some people would argue, well, you shouldn't need that to be in the moment or appreciate things. And I, I agree. Mm -hmm. um, but I say both of us do our best to appreciate the moment and relationships when we're sober anyways. Mm -hmm. But uh, these plants, they just make it a hundred times easier to do that. And, and those recognitions and realizations sort of tend to bleed into our sober experiences. So they kind of enhance them. Mm -hmm. And until I'm at a place of pure enlightenment, um, I'm, I'm going to utilize these tools for, for the, that benefit as well. Even though there's people that would, I know comments, Oh, you shouldn't need, 
shouldn't need anything. Well, it's, to no, nobody, nobody needs anything. It's just right. what resonates with you, you know, and, and me, which is using plant medicine. It's, it's a, f- a fast track to where we want to go. Yeah. And not everybody needs that. No. Uh, and that's totally perfect. You know, everybody has their own, um, their own medicines that they work with, whether it's meditation or whatever that they use. Right. So, well, anyway, so I'd say the final thing that is not as much used by Patty, but more so with me, and I've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. is something called microdosing. This is where you take uh, like a sub perceptual amount of, of, you know, LSD, mushrooms, you can do it with anything really, where you don't really feel like you're the effects all that much, but mm-hmm. there is a discernible increase of energy and increase of focus um, and a, a bit when you feel a bit more creative and your your consciousness, consciousness is expanding is, yeah. a little bit and it can be very helpful for amplifying your productivity and quality of work especially for me creative work mm-hmm. i'm able to create a lot more stuff on a given day in a more focused way when i microdose mm-hmm. and again there's no like negative side effects they're both extremely low toxic um, amounts of uh, things i use um, but there, there, a lot of people do this and it's, it's been very, very helpful to me, honestly. Yeah. There's now fortunately a lot of studies coming out about how you can like cure depression from doing this, mm-hmm. taking a substance that doesn't even really change you and, and, um, where you don't really realize the yeah, effects. Yeah, it doesn't alter your consciousness. And the thing with, um, mushrooms is that you get in a, uh, an immediate tolerance. So if you feel like the microdose the first day that you do it slightly, which would, I mean, very slightly, you might be like, notice like, oh, I do feel slightly different. The next day you won't feel that. Yeah. And you generally like you, you'll do that for over the course of like 30 days or, you know, um, you'd kind of do it when you feel called. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people that would want to cure like depression, they would do it like long term. For a month or so. Yeah. yeah. There's this and cool. And take a break. Sorry. No, it's okay. You, are you good? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. There's this cool story I just listened to recently on the Tim Ferriss podcast. He had some guest. I don't, I don't recall her name, but I, I want to say she was a doctor. And she suffered with depression pretty intensely, like severe depression. And it was suggested to her to try microdosing, I think psilocybin mushrooms. And she did it for 30 days. She agreed to it. And after the first couple of days, it wasn't like a, a big deal. And on the third or fourth day, she had this like a, she like looked at a tree or something. And the tree didn't melt or anything like that. She just had this this feeling of like, like this like rec- recon- like recognition that you know what, like this appreciation for the tree and recognition that you know what, I actually feel happy today. Like I don't feel depressed anymore. Mm-hmm. And then she said she didn't have like really like high blissed out sort of states, but for whatever reason that like what I didn't really do it justice explaining it the way she put it. But there was a moment there she had with the tree where she realized she was no longer depressed. It was the first time she could really say that honestly. Mm-hmm. And from that point forward, she said she didn't have like perfect days the whole month, but she she no longer sank so deep into the depression and overall just felt normal, felt like herself again. And even after taking the med- stop it, discontinuing it, she to this day does not have depression. Mm-hmm. And there was no like real profound psychotherapy or work she had to do. She just took the medicine for a month and and it rewired her and helped her not be depressed. Yeah. So I kind of butchered that. I apologize. She said it in a very compelling articulate, and ex- well, articulate because, way. Well, because <laughs> it was, it was like, her personal experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many accounts. Like if, if, if you do want to read a little bit more about how um, psilocybin 
can help with depression, I highly recommend How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan because he goes into that, into um, research. He talks to a lot of doctors. He talks to, um, uh, there's a lot of like information in that book about how statistically it's proven to have helped people with severe depression. Yeah, yeah, we're know? finally we're finally out of that little like funk of like the the post 60s where where like the government came in and basically you know um demonize all psychedelics scheduling them as schedule 1 drugs no no medicinal value whatsoever and then essentially like research was suppressed for or, or like not really allowed for a long time mm-hmm. but finally there's a lot of really quality scientific research being done now with with let more freedom and and the findings are are very inspire, very uh, hopeful and, and awesome and exciting. Like they're these are very very profound um, assets to yeah. the human life, and it's finally nice to see that scientific research is catching up with that and able to like validate it for for a lot of the skeptical minded people that would not consider it because of those, you know, imposed imposed viewpoints, you know, through like the media and stuff, right? And- highlighting like the the negative effects in a very um, you know, unbalanced way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and psilocybin is not the only, uh, psychedelic that helps. That's like scientifically proven. Ayahuasca actually does change the, re- the receptors in your brain. Yeah. And I, I know one of my uh, really good friends was on antidepressants for years and now doesn't need a depression medicine anymore. In fact, um, they keep their, their empty bottle of, um, antidepressants as a memorial, like saying like, I don't need that anymore. And every once in a while they'll go and like nice. look at it. Yeah. Um, so I have, I know someone who ayahuasca has helped with their depression. So it's, it's all, uh, it's all really powerful stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I say we'll conclude. Is that cool? Yeah. Good. I would say with all the things we said, sharing our experience, you know, sharing our viewpoints kind of uh, openly, um, that is, with all that said, we we understand if not everyone will resonate with this or feel an inner calling to experiment with any of these things whatsoever. And we wanted to sort of acknowledge that and say that that's, we're cool with that. Mm -hmm. We're not like, we're not so much for psychedelics. We're just for doing what resonates. And this resonates. These these things have really enhanced our lives in very real, beneficial, life-changing ways. And and we feel guided sometimes to express our feelings about it. But it's no way... uh, uh, it's no way us saying that we advise you do this because it's the way or it's supposed to be done or it's going to work. We're just saying you follow your own instincts, follow your own intuition, um, and take everything we said, with, run it by your own higher self. Um, and we don't judge you or anything if you disagree with some of the things we said or see it in a different way. Um, we're cool with that. And mm-hmm. we, we love you anyway. And we don't, we don't, we're not here to start a war. We're just here to share our perspective. Yeah. I used to, when I first drank ayahuasca, I felt like everybody needs to drink this medicine because it was so helpful to me. But um, I realize now that it's not, these medicines are not for everyone. And that's perfect. Uh, You know, everybody has their own way of elevating their consciousness. And um, this is just one of the ways that we choose to do that. So um, we hope that you guys enjoyed our are sharing about it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but with that said, we're going to bounce. This kind of ran longer than expected. We kind of got into it. We like this stuff, if you haven't noticed. 
mm-hmm. we're going to balance. We have a lot of work to do. We're doing our Sedona retreat this weekend, which is like, super exciting. Yeah, you ready yeah. for that? I am so ready and excited. Yeah. We are, we are talking that we really miss the retreats when we don't do them. We had yeah. a few months off and we, we next year we'll probably do one in the summer because they're, they're such a, they've become such a big rewarding part of our life that we want to not go so long without doing one. Yeah. So we're, we're pumped as ever yeah. to go to Sedona and meet up with the, our cool subscribers yeah. and, and help them and, and work with them and hang out with them and hike with them. It's going to be amazing. So, so anyways, we don't have any, we're sold out for all of our treats this year, but uh, we'll be let you, we'll be letting you guys know. We will be putting some stuff on the books here fairly in the next little while. Mm-hmm. And we'll be sure to let you know if any of you guys want to come and hang out. Definitely. All right, my friends, you have an amazing day, a fantastic week. We'll be in touch. Namaste. Namaste.